Hello, welcome to another recording on the Promotion Playbook podcast. So I'm excited to continue this conversation about how to optimize your health and fitness and your capacity and your power by using this framework called the Capacity Pyramid. This is your first time tuning in. We're currently in a series called the Firefighter Fitness Series, and this is all about fitness and wellness and how to optimize your energy, your capacity, your power. If um, there's a lot of tools in previous recordings that are specific towards your assessment center uh, success. So everything on this podcast is designed to help serve and support um, the firefighters, the first responders, uh, and those looking to advance their career through a, a promotional test or career advancement. Um, but we're doing a little bit of a, this fitness series is a good way to make sure that you're optimizing your health and your fitness on this path to your promotion. So today we're going to talk about the importance of fuel. So if you think about your body as a uh, as a machine or as a car, it runs on fuel. And we say fuel because this is th this part of the capacity pyramid is, is kind of like like a using fossil fuel. Is that you're getting fuel from the earth and you're going to convert it through metabolism and use it in that form. You know, maybe by the time you listen to this recording, everything's converted to electric power and it might be a little bit different. Whereas you look at, uh, so all these, all these, so the capacity pyramid, it consists of this framework that gives you five vital life uh, forces. Those five life forces are light, air, water, fuel, and function. So light, air, water, fuel, and function. And if you think about those five life forces, all five of those have the potential to give you power, to give you energy, so that um, you know if you're feeling tired or fatigued, or you want to optimize and, and have the most energy, you need to look at these five areas in your life. And maybe the problem is with your diet. Maybe the problem is because you're not getting enough natural light and sunshine. Uh, maybe it's because you're not breathing deep enough, or you're dehydrated, or um, you have poor uh, you know, maybe your form, you're, uh, you have back pain because you're sitting in a chair way too often. So five life forces is part of this capacity pyramid. And today we're focusing on, <clears throat> on fuel, fuel, um, nutrition, diet, and the more common there's about, there's, there's so many different ideas about nutrition and, uh, diet. So I'm going to tell you the one resource that I, that I'm going to recommend here is called the bulletproof diet. It's a book called The Bulletproof Diet, and specifically, um, if you go if you go onto the internet and you type in the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap, the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap, in my opinion, is the most comprehensive guide. It's a one-page map that breaks down all the different components of diet, and it says it gives you a range in terms of the, the green is what's optimal, and then the red is what's considered to be toxic. So that's a resource that I recommend um, for this recording. I'm going to share with you a story of my own experience of, of how this, this Bulletproof Diet helped me and some of the, the, um, the paradigm shifts and the mindset things that changed. And I'm going to give you um, this. We're going to cover the four macronutrients. And then I'm going to give you this thing called the seven devils of diet and also the seven saints. So seven things that if you, the seven devils, if you can avoid 
can really help with your energy and your fitness and your vitality. Uh, if you don't avoid them, it can lead to problems. And then the opposite of that is that um, how to optimize these seven different areas of your diet. Nothing else. Check out the Bulletproof Diet. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not, this is not the place to uh, push, uh, you know, paleo or keto or vegan or vegetarian or carnivore or Atkins. Like there's so many different diets out there that the goal of, of this conversation today uh, and the capacity pyramid is just to think of it from a more common sense, more well-rounded approach and not get too attached to one modality of of no fat or no carbs or uh, high protein, low protein, all that. I said, I'm hoping that, that this framework of the capacity pyramid will help you to think beyond just, just what you eat and think a little bit more broad in terms of what are you drinking? Uh, what's your activity level like? How are your breathing patterns? What is your posture like? And then are you getting enough natural light and also optimizing the benefits of, of cold and hot uh, as part of your daily routine? So here's the story. We'll go back a few years when I was working as in the position of engineer where I was I was driving the fire engine. And that was the role as I'd drive the fire engine around. And if we got a fire, I'd run the pump. And um, it was really, I really enjoyed that position. It's really a great role to have. And it's it's a lot of fun. And I was really fortunate because I was working, the the person I was working under at the time of this, this story is his, um, his name's uh, Jarrett Tarver. Uh, and he's a, he's a really awesome guy. I had the, the, the opportunity to work. He was the move up captain at the time. And so he was my captain. I was the engineer and, um, he's, 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 he's big and he's really, he's a beast in terms of his fitness and, uh, and his productivity. You, the name might sound familiar. Um, the Tarver name, unfortunately, um, Jer Brent, Brett Tarver, was lost in the Southwest supermarket fire in Phoenix. Uh, I don't remember the exact year, but a, a few years back, there was the, the fire fatality. And unfortunately, uh, Jared's brother died in that incident. Um, I bring that up just because he, it's their family is so tied into the fire service. He, Jared has a couple other brothers that work in the fire service. And I really, um, I just say that to honor them and the sacrifice that that family has made but that also they continue to serve in that capacity. So if you listen to this, Jarrett, uh, I appreciate you and your family and what you've done, uh, the sacrifices that you have made. So we were uh, so we're together at the station and, and part of our, our routine was to work out. And he would always get up at like four in the morning and he'd go down and do all this cardio. And at that time, I was also helping him with some construction projects. And so he'd go to do like a framing job. And man, this guy, his, he was like a beast. And so I took on a, we're doing this root, uh, exercise routine and you guys may have heard of it. There, there's this program called P90X. It's a real common program through the company called Beachbody. So part of our shift work, we, you know, we got a hold of these DVDs. Yeah, it was a few years ago when there were still DVDs and uh, we decided to do this program called uh, Beachbody. And uh, so we do, uh, so we take on this program and it, it's, it's a 90 day program and you do all these workouts. So you take before and after pictures. And so I, I took these before pictures of me and I was like, that's it. I'm going to get up to his level so that I can, I can stay, I can hang with him when we're doing work. And I've gone on a few fires with him too. And on these fires, he's just, and he's a machine. So my goal is I wanted to be a, 
you know, a proficient firefighter engineer. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to hang with, with Jarrett because he was, he, he was a beast and uh, I was just trying to get to that level. And he, a lot of workouts, he would, he would surpass me in the workouts with his cardio and a lot of times with his strength. I might've been able to beat him on a few power lifts because of my football background. But, um, my goal was kind of match his fitness level and get that capacity. So we did this 90 day program. Uh, I took pictures before and uh, I worked really hard. I mean, I was super diligent. I think I made some commitments to people that I was going to do every single day of that program, six days a week. It's each program. It's like an hour a day, six days a week for 90 days. And I was very diligent in completing that program. I completed that program and I did get some really good results, but, um, you're looking at my after picture. I was a little bit discouraged because I still had like a little bit of a belly on me. Like I, I mentioned before, I have a, a background of playing football in college and I was a lineman. And so my, my diet and nutrition playing football was that I would eat as much as possible so I could get strong and, uh, big and push people around better. And, uh, I was still kind of following that to an extent. I wasn't real specific on my diet. And when I finished that program, I was a little discouraged because I, I was fit. I mean, I did see some progress, but I, I had like, I, I'd almost, I had almost just accepted that my body type is always going to have like a little bit of a belly on it. It wasn't, it wasn't like a huge beer belly, but I had just like some excess fat around my midsection, even after all that hard work. So a few months later, I, I came across this book called the, the Bulletproof Diet. And I really, I enjoy drinking coffee. And a big part of this, this diet is it's a high fat diet. And so one of the signature uh, recipes is called the Bulletproof Coffee. So you get a coffee and you add coconut oil and butter and you blend it up and it makes like a latte, but that latte has a lot of fats. And it's, uh, to me, it's delicious. I remember I, I had it down at um, another one of my fire friends was hosting a, uh, he was doing this event um, and there was all these booths set up at this event. It was a, it was a charitable event and somebody had bulletproof coffee. And the minute I tasted it, I was like, man, I got to get some more of that. So tried this diet out and I wasn't on, I don't remember being on a real specific training program. I'm sure I was working out, but I wasn't diligent about like P90X or anything. And I didn't even change my diet a whole lot, but I started substituting um, for breakfast, I'd have a bulletproof coffee and maybe skip breakfast, just have a coffee and then wait to eat until lunch and maybe dinner. And then, um, you know, just be a little bit cleaner about the diet. I did follow the diet, um, just not super specific, but I wasn't working out as hard. So I started following this, this roadmap that I mentioned before the bulletproof diet roadmap. And, you know, surprisingly this diet with not working out as much. And what happened was my midsection like went away. Like I ended up having discovering the six pack that I had that previous to that, I'd never really discovered in my life. And uh, without, I still worked out, but I was really impressed that how much I, my body weight went down. And then the other big thing about it was that as part of my physical that year, going into my physical is that my blood work looked better than it had in years. Probably the most remarkable shift was that for as long as I'd been with Sedona, uh, Sedona fire district, I had, we get a physical every year. And ever since I started, I had this thing where my liver, my, uh, bilirubin was high. My liver enzymes were okay, but my bilirubin was high. It was outside of the normal range. And I kind of noticed that because sometimes if my body would get stressed, 
I noticed I'd get a little bit of yellow in my eyes. And so um, the, I talked to the doctor about it. They said it's this thing called Gilbert syndrome. And it's not, it's not like a major problem. They just said it's the syndrome that was diagnosed by this doctor. So you're just going to have Gilbert syndrome for the rest of your life. Um, keep an eye on it. Everything else looks good. All the other liver stuff looks good. But your, um, your bilirubin's high, which, you know, they said not something to worry about. I still worried about it. I went and I saw a, a liver specialist and they said, well, there's not a whole lot that we can do about it. Just take good care of yourself. And it's really not something you need to worry about too much. So, so anyway, that, I had that for probably like eight years or more. And I switched to this bulletproof diet. The, the, the physical that I had after starting the diet, it was a few months after doing this diet, that was gone. My bilirubin was right in the normal range. And they're like, ever since then, it's been several years now. And ever since going to this high fat diet, I have not struggled with, like my blood work has been really good. The other thing, consuming tons of fats, my cholesterol, the good cholesterol in my heart has been among the, the best in all the people that were tested during our physicals. So, so not to brag, but I just want to say that like me consuming a lot of fat um, has led to my blood work and my cardiac profile in terms of the blood work being uh, better than it's ever been before. So, so I had this big shift and I contribute a lot of it to, um, to this diet and um, so the four parts about diet, so the four parts that, that you want to consider in terms of this framework of the capacity pyramid is that when you talk about nutrition is that you have the micronutrients and the macronutrients. For the sake of this framework, I put the micronutrients, micro being smaller, is vitamins and minerals. And I put those down under hydration. So you can listen to the previous podcast about the use of water and proper hydration. And with that, you can drink a lot of your minerals, which include the electrolytes and your vitamins through the water or, or you know, through liquid forms. You can stay alive on liquid for, for a really long time, um, but eventually you're going to need some of the macronutrients. So the macronutrients, there's, there's four of them. Sometimes people only count three of them, but there's four macronutrients that you need to be aware of. One is fat. Two is protein, three is carbohydrates, and four is fiber. So you need to look at, uh, it's really important to pay attention to the fat, the protein, the carbs, and the fiber that you're consuming. So you have the macronutrients, which is fat, protein, carbs, and fiber, and then the micronutrients, which is vitamins and minerals. So with that, um, the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap kind of gives you a percentage that it recommends in terms of getting your macros right. A lot of diets, you're, you'll hear, the, the, there's a lot of this talk about macros. It's like you have to get your macros right. And what that means is that you have to get the right, uh, you know, the right percentage of fats, protein, carbs, and then also fiber into your diet. Fiber is absolutely critical towards, towards uh, the ability for, for waste to move throughout your system. Um, and a lot of other features in terms of holding on to water and things like that. So, um, so with that, I'm going to lead right into this concept of the seven, the seven devils of diet and how you can apply this. So not going to get into details. I do recommend the bulletproof diet, but I'm not set on it. If, if you're doing something else that works for you from a diet perspective, then by all means, I think that's great. Different people have different preferences uh, and every, 
everybody's body has a tendency to work a little bit different. So these devils of diet is more of a, this is more of a universal guideline that's going to help you. And it just talks about getting the best quality. So one of the things that the Bulletproof Diet talks about is that quality really matters. So there's, you know, there's a lot of things that have gone throughout the common, the common media or commonly accepted as truth is that carbs are bad or good, or fat is bad or good, or protein is fat or good. And, um, you know, as diets change and, and things come in and out of vogue and in and out of favor, I think it's more important to look at the quality than to look at the quantity. And so with that, we're talking about the seven devils of diet. And the way that this is broken down is that we have, um, so we look at the, the fat, the protein, the fiber, and the carbs. So I've got the macronutrients, which is four. And then I added uh, three, three, um, three additions to that. So, so actually, I'm going to go ahead and start with the good part of it. So the, the good part is the seven saints. So we got the seven saints. And so if you're looking to optimize your health and function, you should, looking at the macronutrients and the micronutrients, is that I recommend that you get um, full fat. So natural and unrefined sources of fat are good for you. Coconut oil, avocado oil, grass-fed butter. Um, a good common rule since with fat is that if it comes from a good source, if it is animal fat and it comes from a healthy animal that's fed well and treated well, then it's probably going to do better in your body than an animal that's mistreated and stuffed into a, a, a feedlot or overpopulated. If you start looking at the way that a lot of the commercial industry works for, for farming and for animals is that the, the animals are really not healthy when they kill them. And if you're going to eat a sick animal, it's probably going to make you sick. So the first one is to get full fat. The next one is to get, I say, pure protein, which is this conversation about eating animals or eating meat, is that I think that eating meat can be helpful if you are uh, selective on the type of meat that you eat, as opposed to just most most conventional meat that's out there is filled with hormones and antibiotics, and it's fed genetically modified grains and trash. And there's just all sorts of problems with conventional meat that, in my opinion, is best to avoid. So pure protein, full fat, um, I said organic uh, fiber in terms of fiber is that I recommend that you get organic produce. And there's a big distinction in the Bulletproof diet that it makes is that with most diets, they say that you want to get a combination of fruits and vegetables. But something that they do well is they separate it out. They say vegetables is one thing and fruits are another. Most fruits have a ton of fruit sugar in them, fructose. And if you overdo that sugar, it's not good for your, for your metabolism. It's not good for your insulin levels. It's not good for inflammation. And so eating too much fruit can be problematic. It can lead to, to weight gain. And so I recommend that, like the Bulletproof Diet, that you minimize your fruit consumption and you maximize the use of your organic vegetables. Next is clever carbs. So we look at carbohydrates. Is that you good, um, good nuts, good seeds, good whole grains. And again, for the carbs, it's best to avoid uh, genetically modified uh, foods. 
it's we're getting better at labeling it. Um, organic produce isn't perfect. Organic foods aren't perfect, but at least it's a step in the right direction. So get organic foods and look for things that are not uh, genetically modified. Next, we have vitamins is get good quality vitamins. We have magical minerals. So get good quality minerals and then pure additives um, for sweetener and things like that. So that's the light side of it is that good quality fat, good quality protein, good quality organic fiber, good quality non-genetically modified carbs. Um, get your get the vitamins, get the minerals. And then the pure additives is like, a, um, you know, I tend to believe that I love to eat healthy foods. And there's this, this belief that exists out there is that eating healthy is boring and it's dull and it tastes bad. And that's absolutely false. If, if you eat healthy, your body adapts to it. And you not only enjoy the food, but you actually enjoy the way that it makes you feel. If you eat healthy for a while and then you go back to eating like a fast food or this junk that we're going to talk about next, you're going to notice it. Your, your gut's going to feel off. You're going to feel lethargic. So uh, I encourage you to optimize these seven areas. Now we're going to talk about the devil. So this is the dark side of the macro and micronutrients. So we're going to start with refined fat. So refined fat is margarine, vegetable oil, canola oil. It's best just to avoid like oil. This, this toxic oil is so prevalent in our food system. You get French fries with it, um, potato chips, all this stuff is they use genetically modified oil. And when you heat the oil to a certain temperature, it makes it go rancid. It starts to oxidize and, and it causes problems. So avoid margarine, minimize your exposure to vegetable oil and canola oil because those are toxic for your system. Refined fat is bad. Whereas the full fat, the good fat, is good for you. So avoid avoid refined fats, choose good quality fats. Next, we have poorly raised protein. We, we briefly touched on this, but animals that are treated poorly are not good to eat. Um, they're gonna have stress hormones, they're gonna be chock full of antibiotics and hormones and fed garbage food. And if you ever go by, if you drive by a feedlot, there's one, I think is north of San Francisco. In Arizona, there's a, there's a dairy farm I went by and it just stinks. It's putrid smell for miles. And it's not something that I'd wanna consume. I'd like to go out and, um, you know, if you look at, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're into hunting and you think about going out and, and shooting an elk or a deer, is like, that's probably pretty good for you because the way that it lived. Okay, anyway, so next to fiber. So the, the toxic type of fiber is pesticides and mold. So the two biggest things that are a problem with produce is that um, it's common that mold can grow on them. If you, ever, if you ever look into mold, the Bulletproof Diet talks about how big of a problem mold can be for human health and how prevalent it can be in our food supply. And um, you have to be aware of mold with food. Um, and specifically for, uh, for produce, if you don't buy organic, then you're subject to things that are sprayed with, uh, with pesticides, with herbicides, and with, uh, they also, a lot of times they'll like, they'll, like with apples, they'll like spray them to make sure that they have a longer shelf life. So I don't recommend eating a lot of conventional. It's best to buy organic whenever possible. Next is we have junk carbs. So junk carbs is refined grains, uh, genetically modified grains and sugar. So a very common 
uh, source of sugar is in breads and crackers and chips and things like that. So junk carbs, uh, there's a lot of junk carbs that are out there from tortillas to breads to, uh, there's a lot of junk carbs. And so what you want to avoid is avoid the GMO foods. Uh, you also have to be aware of mold because mold can grow on uh, bread and carbs. And uh, gluten is a big, it used to be that anybody who brought up gluten in the past was kind of just shunned as a, as a weirdo, but it's gotten to be a very common thing. That being said, um, I suggest it's best to avoid gluten as much as possible or at least minimize it. <clears throat> um, but just because something says gluten-free on it doesn't mean that it's good for you. There's a lot of junk carbs that are labeled gluten-free that are still filled with sugar and processed. So avoiding the processed foods, like basically the least processed, more uh, natural the food is, the better it's going to be for you. Ideally, the food came from a good source and it had good soil and you're going to get the most nutrients from it. Okay, the next one is, um, so I said, uh, so shit supplements is the next one. So we look at supplements in terms of vitamins and um, there's a lot of crappy supplements that are out there. Don't buy the cheapest supplements, do some research. And if you're going to take supplements, there can be advantages to it, but there's a lot of crappy ones out there. Um, some examples is, in my opinion, like emergency uh, gummy vitamins is that you look at how many, how much of the vitamin is in there and how much sugar, like if there's more sugar than vitamin content, uh, it's probably not the best quality supplement. You, you can go through, if you look at a packet of emergency and there's a, a good amount of sugar in that packet and the quality of the vitamin C is questionable. A lot of supplements are made in China and they don't have the same quality standards that we have in the United States. And even the ones in the United States aren't really that great. So I encourage you to hold a high standards with your supplement, do some research and choose supplements that are, um, that are good and try to find the best balance. Next is toxic metal. So if you don't clean out your water, uh, if you don't purify your water well, um, metal toxicity can be a very common thing. So you have to be aware of uh, minerals are an essential part of life, but there is a lot of minerals that can be harmful for human consumption. So I encourage you to look into um, how to best avoid your exposure to consuming um, metal and minerals that could be harmful, such as arsenic. Uh, there's other ones that a, a lot of times in our food we can consume. And then finally, is uh, the last one is synthetic poison. So if you look at a food label and it's longer than just a handful of things, a general rule is that you want to avoid that food. Start paying attention to food labels and don't buy food that has a really long ingredient list. Because usually in the ingredient list, if you can't pronounce half the things on there, you're probably best not eating it. A lot of times the synthetic poison includes, you know, plastic that leaches into a water bottle. Uh, monosodium glutamate is a common flavor enhancer that is, is, is not good for human consumption. We got pesticides, we got food dyes. So a lot of food coloring that they use is can be harmful for you, like the red, um, red, uh, like if it has all these dyes, use with caution. Flavor enhancers, antibiotics, hormones. Oh, alcohol. I put alcohol underneath this synthetic poison. Um, alcohol is can be a very beneficial thing for enjoyment and for social engagement. But just understand that if you do drink alcohol, um, you are you are exposing yourself to a potentially uh, high toxic load, specifically with um, 
the type of alcohol that you choose. So the mo if you if you look up the bulletproof diet, um, the bulletproof uh, guide for alcohol, there's another map just like the diet. There's one for alcohol, and if you choose something that's pure, like like a, like a pure whiskey or gin or vodka, uh, that's better off than drinking beer or wine. The problem with beer or wine is that a lot of times they don't use very good quality grains uh, with the beer, and then with the wine, a lot of times there can be additives, and there can also be like uh, sulfites and uh, histamines and things that will cause you to react. More common with red wine than not. If you get good quality stuff, you can avoid this. So if you enjoy drinking, by all means, um, you know, it's your choice. And uh, I encourage you to enjoy it. If it's something that brings you joy, just have the awareness that a lot of alcohol that's out there, they're, they're, they don't disclose the ingredients on the label. And so you want to choose the, the alcohol that's going to have the least toxic load for your body because alcohol is a known liver toxin. So just by drinking the alcohol alone, uh, it puts some stress on your liver. So choose the type that's best. So that's it. I'm going to bring it to a close. So that's the seven devils of diet and the seven saints and how to optimize that. The biggest takeaway is to check out the Bulletproof Diet Guide um, for food. And then if you want to look up the one for alcohol, it's like the Bulletproof Roadmap for alcohol. It, it breaks down like uh, the toxins in an alcohol. So thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate you. And we'll continue this. The, the next one is function. And that's going to be the final piece of this capacity pyramid framework is function and the ability to use your body to avoid back pain, knee pain, hip pain, um, lack of blood flow and all these things. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you. Bye.